Hey, welcome back to the Catalyst. This is Thad, and I'm so happy that you could join us today uh, because we're going to be talking about our Sunday night recap over our second spiritual discipline of repentance. And so Kate and Mike are here, and they're going to be talking about that and what they talked about in their messages on Sunday night. So hope that you enjoy. Uh, hey guys, it's Kate. I'm here with Mike. Uh, we talked on Sunday night, uh, April 3rd, about repentance. And so tonight we're just going to talk about, um, I don't know if it's nighttime when you're listening to this, but right now we're just going to talk about uh, just what we talked about on that Sunday night um, and like what stood out to us, what we found interesting. And so I just want to start with giving a definition of repentance. Uh, the one I gave to the high schoolers was repentance is the act of leaving what God has deemed wrong or evil and returning to what he has commanded. Um, there's another definition that I think is really good too that Billy actually showed me and it's that repentance is a change of mind that results in a change of action. I think that uh, both of those essentially have the same outcome. It's you handing something over to God that you're putting above him uh, so you can be renewed by him. And so, yeah, so I don't know, Mike, do you want to jump into just some stuff that you talked about with the good old MS middle school? Um, but yeah, so Sunday night was a great night. And so um, just walk students through the middle school students through what confession and what repentance looks like. Um, and dove into that a little bit, and then what true repentance and what false repentance, and how we see that in our lives. And so, um, really camped out in Psalm 51 um, and seeing David um, after his affair with Bathsheba and the murder of Uriah, um, just walk through his true repentance of asking God to renew him and to give him a clean heart. And so, what I just said was with confession is recognizing and seeing the sin in our hearts. Confession is bringing the darkness of our sin into the light and repentance is turning from that sin and turning to Christ. And so, um, yeah. So like Kate said, just piggyback off of everything that Kate said, that's what repentance means. And so it was a great time. Um, Kate, how was your conversations with the high school students it afterwards? Was, it was really good. I think it's cool that you brought up that Psalm 51 because so our text, we actually rooted in Acts 3, 17 through 21, which is just a sermon from Peter after he has um, him and um, someone, they have healed somebody um, just outside of Solomon's portico and they've attracted a crowd by this miracle. And through that, he gives a sermon that is um, him essentially leading people to repentance, showing them that they were the ones that uh, persecuted Jesus, but through repentance, through surrendering their brokenness to God, they can actually be uh, refreshed in his presence and made new again. And so I think it's really cool, though, because then in discussion afterwards, we started talking about Psalm 51. We were talking about where in Scripture do we see genuine repentance that we can look to and learn from. And I think David is such a good example of this, right? Because, mm -hmm. I mean... If I were to say, honestly, David and I would probably not be friends in just the day-to-day. -day. Uh, if David was here today, I don't know if I would like him too much, right? He made lots and lots of mistake and my, uh, mistakes, and my human nature is not a fan of a lot of the brokenness that was in David's life. It's he true. murdered. He did so many things out of lust. Mm -hmm. um, he was greedy and filled with pride often, yep. but he yet at the same time, 
uh, scripture states that he was a man after God's own heart. And so I'm like, wow, how do I become a woman after God's own heart? It doesn't seem that my brokenness has any factor in God's view of me. So then what does that mean for my life? And this is where repentance comes into play, right? It's so cool to see how every time David recognized that mm-hmm. he was filled with sin and brokenness and that he was putting his priorities above God, what did he do? He fell to his knees and he worshiped the Lord. Yeah. He turned over all these things. He begged God to make him new, give him new perspective and just new love for the Lord so he wouldn't fall into these sins again. Yeah. I think it's real cool because we see like through that, we see him go from um, not have worldly sorrow, but have a genuine godly sorrow mm-hmm. over his sin to cause yeah. him to repent. That's real cool, man. It's so good. And I think it's cool, too, because we see that other places. I mean, we just left this series of Job, mm-hmm. right? We see that in Job's character. We see Job um, just, like, wondering and then getting to the point where he is so angry over these things that have happened to him that he starts accusing God of things. He's blaming God for his suffering and um, acting in bitterness mm-hmm. towards what's happened to him. But by the end of that book, we see Job also turning and saying, no, Lord, you're actually right, and you're honest, yeah. and you're good in your word, and you're uh, perfect. You stand by what you say, mm-hmm. and... I, however, cannot act in full knowledge or understanding. And so that leads me to always acting in arrogance. Mm -hmm. I do this all the time in my own personal life. But then God blesses him immensely at the end. It has nothing to do with his sin. It has to do with the fact that he's been forgiven. Mm -hmm. And then through that forgiveness, through that security, Job acts in thankfulness of what the Lord has um, shown him and revealed to him and how he can move forward from that sin. Yeah, that's really good, too, because, like, a lot of us will probably like to hold on to that bitterness in case something like in different situations in our lives where something comes up and we don't like it. Um, instead of running to God and going to him, we try to hold on to that bitterness um, and we lash out to other people. And so instead of us just holding on to that bitterness and being upset within ourselves, we lash out. And now everyone around us is being affected um, by what we're feeling. And so with Job, I love that situation where instead of him holding on to that bitterness, he's still went to God and praised God when things were revealed to him. And so it was dope. Yeah, it's really good. I think, okay, so Mike, when has there been a time in your life where you were faced with maybe some sin and and then you turned to repentance? What did that Mm. look like? What was the outcome? Mm. That's a great question. Shoot, you can even talk about last night. Uh, last night was rough with my kids. It was just constant crying. No one wanted to go to sleep. Um, and I was just genuinely upset, just mad, angry. Um, put the kids down and then had to walk away for a second, come back and just constantly like hold them, just let them rock, just rock them. And I was just like really upset in my heart to the point where I was like, I don't know if I want another kid. I was just like, just questioning a lot of things, a lot of decisions and being like, I, I might have to quit my job just to be a stay-at-home dad. I don't know what we're going to do. Um, it was a lot of things happening in my head. But uh, with that, the sin that was in my heart was just like being upset and not content where I was at. And also um, just the anger and bitterness that I had um, towards my children for some reason. And so um, and so, what I had to do that night was just like sit down 
um, and just give that to God. I just I just prayed constantly as he was crying in my earlobe um, and tickling my eardrums constantly. And so, um, yeah, so what I did was just just give that to God, just constantly like prayed, um, prayed for him to stop crying but also just pray for my heart um, to be renewed. Just pray for my heart to um, soften and not be hardened towards my children. Um, and it, and it, something happened where I just felt this overwhelming amount of peace in that moment and things were getting better. He didn't stop crying for a while, but my heart was okay. I was, I was doing a lot better in that moment. So I wasn't angry. I was trying to figure out how to help my child um, instead of just being trying to figure things out in my anger. Um, in my frustration, but I try to figure things out because I genuinely love my children um, more than anything else. So, besides Jesus, so um, yeah. <laughs> so, what about for you, Kate? What is what is the moment yeah. that you saw yourself have to turn away from temptation, away from sin, and turn to Jesus? Yeah. First, I think it's cool. Like you were able to see actual renewal in the moment, mm -hmm. just the way that you turned um, your posture and your heart around to focus on Jesus. And then you saw an actual behavior change right away. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I think a big moment for me, and I kind of talked about this a little bit in our small group last night in discussion was uh, worship, like um, singing worship on Sunday morning. I got... Mm scheduled one Sunday and was asked to lead a song and that just gave me so much anxiety. I have no confidence in myself when it comes to like musical ability and so um, being asked to do that it was just so far outside my comfort zone and instead of just saying oh you know the Lord is probably making a way for me to um, just lead a, a lot like our congregation and worship and to help me grow and uh, just my love for him through this opportunity I decided to turn it into something that was all about me mm. I was so so scared that people would be like oh she sounds bad or she didn't hit that note or um, just trying to maybe do too much so I would get compliments mm. afterwards like oh she was amazing like you did so good and I was seeking that and I spent way too long prepping and getting ready for a song that I had already known well and had sang a thousand times in the past. And in that, um, I was actually really humbled. <laughs> so what brought me to repentance was how humbled I was by the Lord because mm. after the um, after I was done singing, like nobody had anything to say about me. And I was so offended. I was like, what do you, like, can someone come tell me that I did a good job? <laughs> I wanted the affirmation from people so bad. Like, tell me how well I did. Tell me how, uh, like, you want to see me in concert or I should try out for American Idol so I can win it. Like, I was seeking that and it's almost embarrassing for me to share, but that's what I wanted to hear. That's what I, like, that's what my flesh and just my humanness was seeking. Uh, I needed that affirmation. Mm. I thought I did. And I think that it was, I mean, I know now, it was just the Lord's sovereignty, like his hand and making sure that I didn't get what I was seeking in that. Mm -hmm. So he could say, if you're going to do this, if you're going to get on a stage and, and try and lead others to just worship me in song then mm -hmm. your heart has to be in the same place you can't be up there like it's a performance and all mm -hmm. eyes are on you and that's how it is in every aspect of our life like when we're trying to get all eyes on us and whether it's in 
envy, jealousy, lying, these are all sins that lead to us being the center of our own world. And so in that, I was able to just go to the Lord um, on my own, genuinely just drop to my knees and be like, Lord, if I'm going to be called into this, it needs to be about you. Just like every other part of my life, I just handed over that need for my pride and my ability to go above him. And in that, I actually gained a higher confidence to worship and mm. sing and lead for him because I wasn't nervous about what people would think about me. Because I'm human. I'm going to fail. I'm going to mess okay. up. My voice is not going to be perfect always. My musical abilities are going to fail me. There's going to be mistakes. Yep. But at the end of the day, if my heart is just in love with Jesus when I'm on that stage, that's what people see. And that's what people are then led to follow. And so... Uh, it was just a huge humbling moment for me and being led to repentance in that way. I mm-hmm. feel like I grew so much um, as a leader and I saw that just trickle into other parts of my life where mm. pride was creeping in. So that's, that's probably a big. That's good. I love that recognition, like, and how you recognize that, saw that, and then the Lord um, revealed something to you as well through that moment too. So that was really cool. So yeah, so um, another thing that we talked about um, with middle school students was false and true repentance um, and how in false repentance, we we are more remorseful and um, we try to seek a resolution for the situation. So remorseful is like, oh, I can't believe I did that. And finding a resolution is like, I'll do better next time or um, something in that realm. And so with that, we like to, there's like two things that come from that. And it's that we view ourselves um, higher. We view ourselves um a lot higher than we think we are, and we are shocked by our sin. We should never be shocked by our sin. Um, we are still broken um, people that um, we are the people that believe in the um, death and resurrection of Jesus. We are forgiven and we are saved, but we're still broken and sinful people, and that's why we are called to repent. And so, um, another thing that happens is um, we do not generally view our sin um, in the right light. We do not. We think less of our sin. And so which causes us to when we interact with somebody else that um, has hurt us or has um, um, has done something wrong to us, we um, see them and we are very critical of those people and we are not as gracious um, as we want people to be gracious to us. And so um, true repentance just leads us um, in a different light. True repentance um, moves, um, is turning towards God to be changed and not himself. And so... Um, you do not want to try and work on your, you do not want to try and work on this sin problem by yourself. You cannot work on the sin problem by yourself. You cannot fix the sin problem alone. And so it's only through God um, that we have that um, opportunity to, because of his, his son's sacrifice um, that we can do that. And then it is um, motivated by true sorrow. And we saw that um, in the story, um, of, not the story, but the, the, the poem of Psalm 51, in the song of Psalm 51. And then David is concerned with his external and not just the, his um, with the heart and not just his external actions. And so it's not just the actions that caused him to repent, but what was going on in his heart. And he recognized that the sin nature that was happening in his heart. And in, in Psalm 51, 10, it says, creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. He is looking to God for deliverance from the penalty and power of sin. And so um, that's what true repentance kind of looks like. And there's a few other things too, but... Those are the main things and the crux of that. So, yeah, repentance is crazy. 
It's great though. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, it's my, that's really good. <clears throat> Definitely ministers to my own heart. You know, hey, again, guys, uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate you listening to us um, on a uh, weekly basis. Um, thank you so much for letting us tickle those eardrums on a weekly basis. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Outro. Well, hey, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and were able to take something away from it to apply to your daily walk with Jesus. Our hope and vision for this podcast is that it would be used as a tool and resource for further discipleship in your home. Catalyst was created to appeal to both students and their parents, so we will be releasing a couple of episodes per week filled with talks like today, deep dives into other scripture, and equipping lessons to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. If you liked our content today, be sure to follow us on Spotify. That way you are able to stay up to date with each episode. Thanks for listening, and remember, we want you to know Jesus, grow in Him, and go out to share the good news. My name is Thad Risto, and I will see you in the next one.